John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars from Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast Hey Kevin John, good energy tonight. I'm feeling it. Yeah, e- even though it might feel an hour later than normal. But yeah, we did. We did as of recording this. We did uh, change time the, the early this morning. Yeah, and so it got darker earlier, which I hate. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. But it wasn't too bad. I deliberately took my dog on a walk as the sun was going down, just to sort of experience it rather than be bummed out about right. it. When I look out the window, I'm like, it's 3:45 and it's dark outside. You know, I hate that <laughs> feeling. But. Um, how, how are you? I'm how good. are you, John? I'm good. You? Good. I'm I'm feeling good. I'm uh, I'm excited about this episode. We've been we we've, we've had this sort of on the back burner for a while. Mm-hmm. Guilty pleasure TV shows. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how we pit how I think I maybe pitched it. Yeah. I'm quizzing John on the show Impractical Jokers. This is my guilty pleasure TV show, and in my opinion, it's a little bit of a um, immature show. Yeah. Uh, like that's the that's the perception that I feel like it has, and it kind of is. Look, these are the, and I'll explain more about the show if you've never heard of it. So that's why I identify it as as a guilty pleasure show. And I think I text you, John, or I, we were talking, and I was just like, "That's my." Do you have a guilty pleasure show? And you responded immediately. I did with Gilmore Girls. Yes, and when I heard that, John, I was like, "We are doing this." John, all six foot seven of you with your manly lumberjack beard, and you're watching Gilmore Girls, and that made my decade. That made me so happy. <laughs> I like the humor in it. It's, it's a very dry humor most of the time, which I enjoy that dry type of humor. So yeah, and I look, I have zero judgment to to you or to anyone who watches Gilmore Girls. It's a great show. I've I've seen I've seen some episodes, and I do know the dry humor that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's a very specific kind of of humor. Did you start watching the show on your own? Was it something that you and your wife watched together? Like, what's the story there? I think I just watched it when it was on TV originally. Yeah, you were probably were you like. Well, I don't want to spoil any any like questions, but like because I can't even remember exactly when it came out. But were you like living at home at that time? Were you living on your own? What was the? I I, uh, I will defer that answer until later. Okay. All I know, John, is that I love the fact that you willingly watch a show. You know, I I feel like a lot of guys would be like, oh yeah, my girlfriend made me watch it or whatever, and you are owning it, and I yeah. love it. I love I love that you love this show. It makes my it makes my life. Tidy up. Before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go. Fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. Okay, tidy up is our, this is our time for, um, well, cleaning up any errors that we make mm-hmm. along the way in previous episodes, and it's also where we do a little bit of a shouting out of people, correct? Yeah, yeah. We we do have a we have a shout out that I wanted I want to let you take the reins on. Yep, uh, Doctor Documentary, my sister, her and her fiance have uh, become patrons. 
Jared, right? Yep. Doctor Documentary, who I, I think I'm allowed to say her name is Julia, but you're, you're, I think, sticking to never saying her actual name on this podcast, which I love. Unless she's on the podcast. Unless she's on it, then you can call her Julia. Doctor Documentary, because in case you didn't hear, she, uh, she was on an episode where she quizzed us about documentaries because she has a, a PhD mm-hmm. in fan studies, something along those lines. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure. But she has a PhD. I know she does stuff with fan studies and documentaries, and yeah. And so obviously, we're we're really grateful that she came mm-hmm. on our show and was a guest. But now she's a patron of ours, and, yeah. and her and her fiance Jared, who, when she was on the show, just sat in the background. And we want him. We he's supposed to be here every episode, sitting on a couch in the background. And well, I guess I guess listeners don't know for sure if he is or isn't. So let's just keep the facade up that he's in the background somewhere right now. <laughs> uh, thank you to both of you for for doing that. That means a lot. We are on yeah. Patreon. Um, you can sign up. You get the episode a day early. You get a pre-show that you can listen to if you become our patron. We're now that we have a new logo. We may be making merchandise in the future, and there there will likely be a Patreon um, benefit. Yeah. With that, I'm I'm throwing this on Don out of nowhere. <laughs> we have not discussed this, but <laughs> eventually these things will exist. But we appreciate uh, Doctor Documentary and Jared for signing up. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah, I mean, and the the new logo kind of leads into the other new thing this week. Mm-hmm. You may have noticed that the website changed a little bit um, mm-hmm. that was to make it to where we can use the new logo a little bit better it's funny when you um you know i say you in a general term when you start a project like this right. like you and i are doing this podcast because we realize oh we got a new logo we have to change a lot of stuff we have to go to each social media thing we have to go to the website mm-hmm. we have to go to where we post each podcast and so like yeah I, I made a couple new headers and you you covered the social media side and hopefully everywhere you look related to lack of genius by now has our new log logo our logo created by jeff mcavoy who we had on last week and uh and along with that john john did some work on the website to give sort of a different overall feel and look to it yeah i mean it still has some quirks but in general if you don't see anything on the website like if you just see a big picture of us just scroll down a little there's stuff there. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to work on make it better. A little tease is that, and this is me literally putting pressure on John, is that John may spend some time really souping up a website for us. He may not. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Right now, I'm so grateful for what we have. You know, John and I jumped in and started this podcast uh, almost, uh, what, four, well, 20 weeks ago, because yeah. this is episode 20. We've been doing one a week. And we said, you know what, rather than put everything in place, like a nice website and a great social presence, like let's just start going and figure things out as we go. So we're a mm-hmm. work in progress still and, and we're proud of that. And yeah. we're trying to grow our audience and we're just grateful that you're being a part of it, you being the person listening right now. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, and we've gotten a lot of feedback, I think really about the new logo or logo and yeah. people seem to like it. It's crisp, it's got a log on it. It looks like a microphone. It says the word podcast. It's got everything you need. Yeah. in a very simple um it's pleasing to the eye it and is. so yeah I, i've received a lot of good feedback as well so again jeff a mcavoy on instagram if you want to if you need a logo or a logo and or a logo for yourself i mean and kevin said something about merchandise if there is something that you want the logo on mm. like if you want it to be a shirt or a mug or something like that let us know we are we are looking into doing things like this so can we do temporary tattoos Ooh, that would be fun maybe oh let's get real tattoos john we'll i'm be down fun. for so it when i come out and we play hide and seek and we go to the D convention and we take a trip to ohio to visit the troll the troll hole yeah. we're gonna get log tattoos i'll do it oh wow i may maybe. get my first tattoo ever we'll see i mean i, I, mean, do I only this. have one so yeah you only have one i have zero I- i'll do the temporary at the very least maybe a henna one <laughs> 
quiz or two Like a genius podcast doing this for you You may fail, but it ain't no lie Baby, it's quiz time Don't really want this quiz to be tough I just want to pass one cause I failed enough It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie Baby, it's quiz time Okay, so yeah, quiz time. We quiz each other every week in case you're new to the show. That is the whole premise. We, we each mm-hmm. choose an area of our expertise and we ask each other five questions. That in the grand scheme of the show, we are tied with nine wins each, right? I think so. And then, yeah. and then I believe we've tied twice. It's crazy mm-hmm. that we tied in the early episodes. We haven't had a tie in a long time. No, uh, maybe tonight. Who knows? Maybe tonight. Maybe we'll get the tie. We put a social post up. Yeah. We gave people uh, two options to guess which was which. So I, mm-hmm. I presented for John Gilmore Girls versus Dawson's Creek. Which one did the audience think was going to be his guilty pleasure? What'd they say? Basically, uh, two to one uh, Gilmore Girls. I thought it was the other way around. No, they, they, they uh, 60% said Gilmore Girls, 30% said Dawson's Creek. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. So they guessed right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good job, our audience. You know John well. So wait, was I wrong on mine as well? Was it 60% for Impractical? Yeah. Oh, I totally misheard you. So for me, <laughs> this makes way more sense now. For me, the choices were between Impractical Jokers and Vanilla Ice Goes Amish. And yeah, 60% chose Impractical Jokers. Mm-hmm. So you know as well. We also asked like if you have a guilty pleasure show, My sister Erica did respond. Fuller House was her guilty pleasure show, which is funny to me because I don't think a full house is a guilty pleasure by any means. And I know my sister well enough to know that what she means by this is that Fuller House is, my understanding, is pretty cheesy, but she apparently loves it. And then we had uh, our boy Grayson. He said Jackass is his guilty pleasure. And I think what's funny to me about that is that sort of is in the same realm of Impractical Jokers, where it's like, okay, that's a good show, but it's it's got that immature thing Mm -hmm. that you almost are embarrassed to admit like yeah i like watching these guys do annoying things to each other uh so thanks for your participation we we want to we want to hear more about what you're into and not make it all about us Mm -hmm. um but right now john it is all about us it is and it's about impractical jokers and gilmore girls and i'm gonna ask you the first question let's get into it shall we yep so here we go about impractical jokers john which of the following is not the name of one of the four impractical jokers there are four members of the impractical jokers which one is not the name of one of them is it Sal, Murr, Joe, or Frank? I'm going to go with Joe. Just because it's the most common sounding, I'm going to assume that that's not the one. All right. You're going to lock in Joe. Joe is not one of the four Impractical Jokers. Yep. You are incorrect. Ah. It was Frank. Frank is not an Impractical Joker. I was, you know, it makes me think. Do you, have you ever seen an episode of the show, by the way? Maybe. Yeah, so I will say when I first started watching the show, I didn't immediately latch on to any of the four guys. To me, they're I, I'm from LA. These are New York, New Jersey, East Coast guys that I just don't really connect to. The four names are Sal, Murr, Joe, and Q. So Frank, if I didn't already say, Frank is the incorrect one. They're four best friends. Uh, they've been best friends since high school. And they do these they do these pranks on each other. And I'll, I'll explain more as the show goes on. But um, the interesting thing about them is as I watch more, you really learn... You really learn a lot about them as individuals, mm-hmm. what their quirks are, what what their sort of comedy style are, what their how far they're willing to push the boundaries, what embarrasses them, what humiliates them. And I think that is part of the draw of the show is like, sure, they're doing these pranks on each other, but you learn to, uh, you almost like identify with one of them. Like, oh, I'm more of a Sal than I am a mm-hmm. Murr. I think I'm... 
I, for the record, I think I'm a little bit of a mer mixed with uh, mixed with a Q. Just just in case you ever you ever need that for reference. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll we'll leave that there for now. I'll talk more in a minute. But yeah, sorry, you're zero for one to start. I am. I mean, and, and a mix of a mer and a Q sounds like an amphibious James Bond person. <laughs> I was gonna say that or a that or some kind of cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. All right, I'll take it. So there's a diner that takes you know it's a fairly central point in gilmore girls okay what is the name of the diner bob's central perk luke's or john's okay good choices so central perk is from friends so i uh yeah so no it's not that you sure no no i'm not um central perk is from wait yeah that is from friends right (laughs) <laughs> is it? It's it's not from this. Wait, or is it from this? Hang on. Okay, let's let's put that on pause. Now you're throwing me off. You're giving me looks that are confusing me. I'm assuming, I'm assuming Bob's is there because of the show Bob's Diners. I know that the character's name is Luke, um, who I believe works at that diner. Yes, yeah, Central Perk is friends. Don't try to throw me off. I'm between Luke's and John's because I don't know if Luke owns the show owns the uh, the diner in this show and if it's named after him and so part of me oh part of me wants to choose john's because it's oh but are you did you just put john on there because it's spelled like your name so now i don't think it is john oh my gosh all right i'm gonna say luke's i'm gonna go against what i was kind of i'm saying it's called luke's i'm locking it in correct oh thank you i almost overthought my way out of that one didn't i and Central Perk is from Friends. I know you threw. I was like, wait a minute. No, what? You make me doubt myself. <laughs> okay, deep breath, Kevin. Deep breath. <laughs> All right. So, so I was correct about that, right? That the character's name is Luke. Mm-hmm. So, does he own this place in the show? Um, yeah. Uh, if memory serves, it was. I want to say uh, family members of his that passed it on to him. Like it's been in the family for a long time type deal. Did he rename it after himself or was it already called? Luke? I think it remember? was, re- I think he renamed it. I don't quite remember on that one. I, I will say it has been a while since I've rewatched Gilmore girls. So I don't quite remember all the, the aspects to it. This sounds like a great opportunity for somebody to tidy us up on this, you know? Right. Okay. That's good stuff. So, uh, Oh, for one for you and one for one for me. Yep. Okay. Off to a hot start for me. Let's see about number two for Impractical Jokers. Fill in, this is a fill in the blank, all right? Okay. So each episode begins with the description. There's a bunch of words, and then it says, mm-hmm. four lifelong friends who compete to blank each other. Is it humiliate each other, embarrass each other, punish each other, or torment each other? Which is the tagline? I mean, if it was me and my friends... I would uh-huh. probably say torment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go with torment. Okay. So you're saying uh, four lifelong friends who compete to torment each other. Locking yep. it in? Mm-hmm. That is incorrect. <laughs> Sorry, John. It is embarrass. Four lifelong friends who compete to embarrass each other. That is the interesting sort of um, equation to this show is that one of its sort of critiques early on was that it's like, oh, a hidden camera show. Yeah, that's been done. Candid camera. Uh, mm-hmm. what's, what was uh, Ashton Kutcher's want? You know, punked. The difference with this one is that the joke isn't really on the mark, quote unquote. It's not on the, the public person. The joke is on the four 
hosts themselves. If you don't have a familiarity with the show, one person is out on the street, they have an earpiece in, the other three are backstage, whatever, in a a trailer, they're somewhere on site with microphones, they're literally telling the person what to do. And just uh, as a quick format of each episode, um, they compete in several challenges throughout the episode. If somebody refuses to do something, they lose. And whoever loses the most challenges throughout the episode is the ultimate loser for that episode. And they get a grander punishment. They get a more grand punishment. So it's got the competition element. It's got the embarrassment. Um, They'll do things in everyday places. So they might be in a sandwich shop and one of them will be in a sandwich shop. And from backstage, they'll say, okay, when this guy, after you finish making this guy's sandwich, just punch the sandwich as hard as you can. And it's, it may not, it's, it's a little bit silly, but put yourself in that situation Mm -hmm. where you're at a subway, let's say, and all of a sudden your sandwich is getting punched. Like, what do you do? And, um, you know, there's much funnier things than that, but that's the general idea. The whole idea being to come up with the most embarrassing thing possible and try to make these guys do it. So four lifelong friends who compete to embarrass each other, John. Okay. Oh, for two. I'm sorry for you. That's okay. You're going to get the next three, right? I believe in you. It's possible. So the average script for Gilmore Girls was 75 to 80 pages. And it's an hour-long show. Oh. What is the average for most hour-long shows? 75 to 80, 65 to 75, 45 to 50, or 35 to 40? What a great fact, John. So the average the average for Gilmore Girls is 75 to 80 pages. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the options. So it could be like, is this average? Here's what I know about Gilmore Girls. I never really enjoyed watching Gilmore Girls because of how fast they talk in it. They speak so quickly, which is funny to say because sometimes when I get carried away, I start going real fast. So it's 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 probably like <laughs> I see myself in there. I'm like, why right. are you talking so fast? Settle down. Um, so what that tells me is they're squeezing a lot of dialogue into an hour-long show. So I'm guessing that an average hour-long is less than 75 to 80. I'm going to say 45 to 50 is an average hour-long show, and I'm locking it in. Correct. Oh, I got it. Yeah. From my understanding, on average, when it comes to TV or scripts in general, it's about a minute per page. Each, each page equals about a minute. Gilmore Girls, what you're right. They talked very fast on the show <laughs> and it averaged 75, like almost double the oh, amount of pages, right? One thing that I saw was evidently on Netflix, they don't actually have subtitles for all the, all the dialogue because it's too the, much. Yeah. It's too much. Like people couldn't read it because it, it goes, goes so too fast. fast. So they, they like cut out like stuff that doesn't really matter. Evidently. That's um, hilarious. And something else that I saw is the actor who played Luke, you know, who owned the diner, and then the actress that played Lorelai, the main actress, evidently, like, a little bit into the show, they both realized they needed to stop smoking in order to be able to have enough lung capacity to keep up with how fast stuff is. And so, did they officially quit smoking? I, like, is, that, it, is that- That's what it sounded like from what I saw. That's a fantastic story. Yeah. I love that. I am. A, I just watched the movie Coda on Apple TV Plus. It's the one about the um, the deaf family with the yeah. one daughter who can hear, mm-hmm. and she's a great singer. And I honestly, I cried. It was such a good movie. I loved it. But can you imagine trying to be the interpreter for right. Gilmore Girls and trying to sign all that? Oh my gosh! You better stretch beforehand. You better stretch those fingers out. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, let's uh, hop into number three on Impractical Jokers here, where I'm two for two, you're 0 for two to start, and let's see if we can turn things around for mm-hmm. either of us. <laughs> All right, this is a visual one. You can see these at lackofgenius.com. Which of the following is not an actual tattoo given to one of the Jokers as a punishment? And so, as I explained at the end of each episode, there's a punishment. Three of these tattoos were actually given to the Jokers. One was not. So, which one was not? The first one is, uh, it's a pentagon that has the words, test tattoo, please ignore inside of it. That's a hexagon. Uh, sorry, is is it? A, oh, yeah. Pe- pentagon has... Five. Oh, that is six sides. I, I literally saw five. There's six. Thank you. This is a stop sign <laughs> we're looking at, uh, right? Stop sign is a... I think stop signs are octagons. Oh, so I'm over two. See, I should be Dr. Point check for that this. One. Stop sign does have eight sides. It is, so it's an octagon. Yeah. So do I get docked points now for being 0 for 2 on on my geometry? I don't know. I, I feel like we need a rule keeper. I know. <laughs> we need a, and someone to keep a, our actual logbook that we don't actually have. Geometry was my best math subject, too, and I just I just let down Miss Luden. Mrs. Luden, I'm sorry, my geometry <laughs> teacher in high school. All right, so what shape are we looking at again? A hexagon. Hexagon. Thank you. I knew I could count on you. Uh, so there's a hexagon with the word test tattoo. Please ignore. The second one is a skydiving ferret, which you can imagine in your head. The third one is uh, is Jaden Smith. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. You know who Jaden Smith is? Will, Will Smith's Smith. son. He's yeah. an actor, musician. Uh, and the last one is, a, it's kind of a cute looking cat with words on the top and bottom. And it says, 38 lives alone, has three cats. That's the That's the tattoo. So which of these was not actually given to one of the jokers as a punishment? I mean, the skydiving ferret looks pretty cool. Uh, it uh, is that, a really that, cool that's a, tattoo. That, that's a good tattoo. I, I could see, you know, the the has three cats one. Uh, almost looks very kind of Simpsons-ish, the cat right. does. I could see the test tattoo being done. So I'm just going to go with Jaden Smith. You're choosing Jaden Smith. Mainly so because funny. it doesn't actually look like that good of a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a portrait of Jaden Smith. Right. It's like a reality, r- realistic looking version of him, but you're not that sold on how realistic no. it looks. Well, I, I'm not saying it's not a real tattoo. I'm just saying it. The picture itself. Yeah, it doesn't. it's not a very well done tattoo, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> All right. So you're going you're gonna to stick with Jaden Smith? You locking it in? Yep. John, that is incorrect. Ah. The correct one that this does not belong to any of the jokers was the test tattoo. Please ignore that one is just one that I found on the internet and thought was funny and thought would, would fit quick rundown. The skydiving ferret belongs to James Murray, who goes by Murr is because in a previous punishment, he was basically tricked. They were being skydiving instructors and they thought they were told they weren't going to be jumping out of the planes. And then it turned out to be his punishment. (laughs) So he did have to skydive, which is one of his biggest fears. And they say that he looks like a ferret. So this is in honor of him being a ferret skydiving. The 38 lives alone, has three cats is for Q, Brian Quinn. These were all factual statements about him at the time of getting the tattoo. And then the Jaden Smith was given to Sal on his uh, like upper thigh and what's so funny about the Jaden Smith one, literally the reason they did it is just because it was so random and they <laughs> thought it would be funny. Like I, for the rest of Sal's life, he has a tattoo of Jaden Smith on his thigh. And so there are so many times during during the seasons where like one of the things that they'll tell him to do is say, tell him, tell him about your Jaden Smith tattoo. <laughs> show him your Jaden Smith tattoo. And he'll have to like pull down his pants and show it off. And uh, and the, the other interesting fact about this is that all three of these tattoos were given in the same episode. So... In that episode, Sal, Q, and Murr all lost. Joe got to be the one to decide who got what tattoos. And so these are the ones he landed on. Okay. There you go. 0 for 3, John. I'm sorry. 
You got to watch more Practical Jokers, but let's see how we do on uh, Gilmore Girls here, where I'm two for two. Which famous director's brother played the character of Kirk? Kevin Smith, uh-huh. James Gunn, okay. James Cameron, or Kevin Costner? Oh, I like what you did there, John. I like what you did. You, you got two Kevins, you got two Jameses. Mm-hmm. One of them is right. I like this a lot. I don't know this one. I can't even visualize who the character Kirk is, which I don't know if that would, I guess it would help me because if it looks anything like like one of these people, I could narrow it down. I'm, I'm kind of going to have to make a random guess. James Gunn is the guy from, it's not Queer Eye. It's, uh, am, am I thinking of some, am I thinking of the wrong person? I won't look it up because I don't want to, I don't want to spoiler. I, the only logic that I have here, and this is probably not the best law. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to choose Kevin Smith only because I know you like Kevin Smith. It may be like you really wanted to get this fact in, thought it was interesting. Now that could work against me where you, where Kevin Costner is the right answer and you're like, I'll put another Kevin and it'll be Kevin Smith. But I'm going to choose Kevin Smith because I already said it. I just locked it in. Incorrect. Ah. It is actually James Gunn. Oh, you just threw in Kevin's because that's my name. no i threw it in because you know kevin smith you know might go towards that one but no it's james gunn he you know james gunn's done uh the the newest suicide squad movie guardians of the galaxy oh he did guardians of the galaxy i love those movies well and his brother sean gunn has been in all of those yeah and so he's the one that played kirk on gilmore girls Got it. Yes. I, it's funny. I do recognize Sean Gunn. Mm-hmm. I, I would. I did not know he was in Gilmore Girls, though, but yeah. I do know him from Guardians of the Galaxy. He was on the ship with uh, with the dude who whistled with the arrows, mm-hmm. the blue guy. He yep. was. The, yeah. I really liked Sean Gunn's character in yeah. that. And Kirk on Gilmore Girls, he's the one that like he had like pretty much a different job every single time he was on the show. So like in the end, it's like 60 some d- different jobs that he had. Like he's always getting a new job. Was that sort of like a running gag, essentially? I think so, yeah. I like that. That's great. Oh, I know who I was thinking of. Tim Gunn. I was thinking of Tim Gunn. He is uh, best known for... Project Runway. Project One Runway. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, that's that's who I was thinking of. Okay, got it. So when I saw James Gunn, and I was like, that's not Tim Gunn. Okay, Tim Gunn. Got it. All right, so now we're all up to date on our gun celebrities and our Jameses and our and our Kevin Smiths, and we're, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I missed my first one. I'm two for three. You're 0 for three on Impractical Jokers. You got to get this one. Pressure's yeah. on. This is a true or false. At least you got 50-50 here. Yep. True or false, John. A former member of NSYNC is unofficially known as the fifth Joker. Is that true or false? I'm going to say true because I definitely feel like at least one of the members would definitely be in on this. I'm just trying to think of which one might. I, could, I, f- I kind of feel like Lance Bass. How about this? How about if you guess the right sync member, you could get two points on this one. I'm already revealing that it's true. So there's your ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so you already got one point. You get a second point. I, I, you, I'm, try, I'm can... trying to remember all the names. I mean, obviously there's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> uh-huh. um, you have Lance Bass. I mean, there, there's the, the one that had the beard with the kind of longer hair. I know all their names regardless. Am I allowed to give you their names? Yeah, names? yeah. Go ahead. So yeah, there's Justin Timberlake. I think you're thinking, uh, well, you may be thinking of Chris Kirkpatrick. You're either thinking of Chris Kirkpatrick because he had the little dreads sort of. And then Joey Fatone is the other one who had a beard and he was kind of seen as like the older brother of the group. And then the the last one is JC Chazé. He was kind of like the second lead singer behind Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I was thinking Joey. Okay, you were thinking Joey. 
Joey Fatone, yeah. who they call Joey Fat One because that's how right. you spell his name. So right. you got Joey Fatone, you got Lance Bass, right. you got Justin like, Timberlake. I, I, I'm trying to decide between Lance Bass and, and Joey Fatone. Oh, okay. All right. All right. For a second point. <laughs> like, like at times I feel like JT just takes himself way too seriously. To, <laughs> right. But I, I could see Joey and Lance, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Joey. You're saying Joey Fatone yeah. is the one. Yeah. John. You got a second point. <laughs> Congratulations. That was worth it. That was worth it. Even though I may be putting myself in danger of winning this episode, it was Joey Fatone. Fun fact, Lance Bass, he twirled my mustache. Yeah. I got to I got to interview him on a red carpet thing and he I got a great picture and maybe I'll post it on socials later. But Joey Fatone, yeah, he's he's unofficially known as the fifth Joker. He's also the host of the Impractical Jokers after show, which they call Impractical Jokers after party. So he hosts the show. He was literally brought on just because um, the Jokers have a podcast. Mm -hmm. And at some point they they mentioned that uh, Joey Fatone had tweeted about them or something like that. And, and Joey Fatone heard that and they got in touch <laughs> and they ended up actually like hitting it off. I think they're from the same area. They're about the same age. Right. They really got along. So they they brought Joey Fatone in once and he was, he was actually the first person to compete in a challenge that wasn't one of the Jokers. Yeah, so they call him the fifth Joker, Joey Fatone. And yeah, you got two points for that. This is, that right. was pretty exciting for our show. It was. So you, even though you had missed the first three, you've now moved into a two for four score. Yeah. And I am two for three going into number four mm -hmm. on Gilmore Girls. Okay, it's heating up. And it's a true or false. Okay, all right. The show <sighs> takes place in Connecticut. Yeah, I know it's a... Um, well, I shouldn't say I know, but I'm pretty positive. Yeah, it's an East Coast show. Oh, I even, I'm pretty sure I know the name of the town. Um, oh, shoot. It's escaping me. I may, it may come to me later. It's, when, I, when I moved into, uh, when I started in college with my best friend, Danny, we moved in together and he, he watched Gilmore Girls. And downtown Laverne, I went to University of Laverne, has these nice little lights on it. And he always mm -hmm. thought, he always said, it looks like the town in Gilmore Girls. And I agreed. I was like, yeah, it does. And I'm totally so, blanking on the name. So, since you gave me an extra point, <laughs> if you can think of the name of the town, I will give you an extra point. Do I have to get the true or false part right? Or do no. I get the point even if I come up with it? Okay. Um, but once we're done with this question, you can't think of the name later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll have to reveal it by right. then. Um I'm pretty positive it's something with hollow in it, like Sleepy Hollow, uh, Something's Hollow, Eve's Hollow. I may be, to oh gosh, it's, um, or is it Sleepy Something? And that's what I'm thinking of. Let me also, while I'm kind of stalling, because I also got to figure out if this is true or false. Yeah. And I want to say that Rory, who I'm pretty sure is the main character, goes, does she go to Harvard? I know she goes away to college, so part of me wants to say that it takes place in Massachusetts and not Connecticut. And so here's here's what I'm leaning towards, is I'm leaning towards choosing false. The show takes place in Connecticut. I'm choosing false. And the town is... I'm not going to come up with it. I'm going to... I'm just... Just to, because I could be here all day. I'm going to say it's called Eve's Hollow. Incorrect to both. Man... <laughs> it takes place in Stars Hollow. Stars Hollow. I knew it was a one syllable word. I just could not, uh, I couldn't come up with Stars Hollow. Dang it. And, and you're right in that Rory, one of the main characters, does go off to school. I can't remember if it's Harvard or Yale. I want oh. to say Yale, but I'm not positive. Yeah, it looks like it's Yale. Yep, Yale. 
Rory went to Yale. By the way, if you, I'm not, I know you have to explain this to me, but um, Handsmaid's Tale, uh, the actress that plays Rory is in that. Oh, and, okay. uh, and I only saw the first, I think, two seasons. But yeah, she does a great job in it. And it's like, oh, she's yeah. like, she's an adult. Cool. Yeah. And one more fun fact related to an episode we'd done previously is um, she was also the star of a Less Than Jake video. I believe it's the science of selling yourself. Oh, no, she's going to break soon. Mm. There's a video for Less Than Jake called She's Going to Break Soon. And why, we should. what's her real name? We should. Uh, Alexis Bledel. Alexis Bledel. I never would have come up with that. Like in the show, you see her speaking Spanish occasionally to like the help. Oh, cool. Um, and in the show, she's supposed to, you know, just kind of know Spanish. Mm-hmm. Evidently, her family is from, I think, Argentina. Really? And so Spanish is what she only spoke until she went to school. So English is actually a second language for her. Good for her. Wow. So, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I went, I managed to go 0 for 2 on one question. Yeah. And so, and it does take place in Connecticut. It does. Yes. And Stars Hollow is a fictional town in Connecticut or is it a real place? Uh, it's a fictional town. And the town that it was loosely based on is Washington Depot, Connecticut, which evidently in one of the episodes, one of the characters mentions going to Washington Depot. Oh, how funny. It's a little like tribute to right. it. Washington so. Depot is such a weird name for a town. I don't, I don't know. We, we have a city here. It's literally called City of Industry. It sort of reminds me. The, the, it's so dry. It's just so... Right. Bo- ugh. Wow, John. What a turn of events for us. We're, we're going into question five, and we're tied two for five. So mm-hmm. pressure's on both of us. Here, you get to get it rolling for us. Number five for Impractical Jokers. There have been several international versions of Impractical Jokers created, spun off of the original one. Which of the following countries does not have... A version of Impractical Jokers. Is it the Netherlands, Brazil, Egypt, or Singapore? I'm going to go with Netherlands only because I feel like they have a different type of humor. Oh, interesting. I like your logic. Yeah. Like the, the other places, I could see, you know, all of them having a type of humor that the show would do well with. Okay. But Netherlands, for some reason, just seems like it might be a little bit different. You gonna lock it in? Lock yep. it in Netherlands? Mm-hmm. All right, that is incorrect. <laughs> Sorry, Netherlands does have one. The one of these four that does not is Singapore. So Netherlands does, Brazil does, Egypt does. A quick rundown of, of all the spin-off countries that exist. Belgium, Lebanon, Mexico, Greece, Sweden, Spain, Russia all have all have some kind of impractical jokers. The one that shocked me was Egypt for some reason. And maybe that's my own sort of American uh ignorance of like mm-hmm. not knowing, but I forget the name, I couldn't pronounce it anyways, but there is a version in Practical Jokers, <laughs> and I watched it and what I'll tell you is, for the most part, I don't think you need to speak the language to understand what's happening in these shows. <laughs> I'm sure it adds a lot because right. you hear the commentary, but all I know is it, it was very similar to to what I, the setup I was describing earlier where the, one of the guys was working at, it was either a sandwich shop mm-hmm. or something like that. And all I know is he grabbed a big old thing of cheese and was just licking it like crazy in front of the, in front of the, <laughs> and I was like, all right, even though I don't understand what they're saying, that's funny. so uh so there you go anyways i i thought it was very interesting that look impractical jokers have they struck gold i mean they found something that worked and really resonated with people and it's Mm -hmm. and like i never thought in a hundred years that i would like this show and in fact i was kind of anti it when i first i don't even remember it was just it's just always on true tv they just always show marathons of it and one day i watched it and i i realized oh my gosh a, I'm starting to kind of like these guys and get to get to know them. But B, mm-hmm. 
I th- and I think this maybe is what a lot of people like about it is you start to envision yourself doing it and and it's like oh man I could do that but it's it's one of those things that's way harder than it looks like right. when you really put yourself in front of a person and have to do these funny things so anyways all that is to say that these guys really created uh, something something mm-hmm. unique something special and it's clearly branched off to become an international hit and so uh, you know guilty pleasure or not mad props to these four guys on creating what they have yeah definitely. Okay. okay, so now the pressure's on for the win here. Yeah, either win or tie. Win or tie. We could our tie prediction might be right. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, and, and you asked me earlier where did I I, I tend to watch this, and uh-huh. I and I deferred that answer until later. Gotcha. Yep. And that's because the question is, what year did Gilmore Girls first air? Okay, nineteen ninety eight, two thousand, two thousand two, or two thousand four. Yep. Yep. I don't know. And, um, okay. Okay. I can use a little bit of logic here. See, I, I did not watch Gilmore girls. Um, I did mention my friend Danny watching this show. We started going to college in 2003. That's the year I graduated high school and he clearly had watched Gilmore girls then. So that tells me it's not 2004. I can eliminate one. 2002 would mean that by the time we went to Laverne and he saw Stars Hollow, that it would have only been a year old. I think it's older than that. So I, I'm i going between 98 and 2000. 2000, I would have been in 10th grade and I would have been listening to a lot of Limp Biscuit and watching The Simpsons every Sunday night. And my best friend, Danny, potentially would have been watching Gilmore Girls and telling me about it at school the next day. Was he? I'm going to say 2000. I'm locking in 2000, John. Correct. Yeah. And it lasted for uh, seven seasons until 2007. And then, you know, nearly a decade goes by and Netflix does a four episode uh, miniseries. Like each episode is like 90 minutes and it's Uh like a a year in the life. Did you watch Uh, those? Did you watch Netflix ones? Oh, yeah. They were good. Cool. I I really like uh, Lauren Graham. I really like mm-hmm. the actress that plays Lorelai. I know her ma- mainly from uh, Parenthood. I don't know if you've watched that show, and not a whole I, lot. No, I don't. It's interesting because I'm sitting here saying that's definitely not a guilty pleasure, but maybe it is. Yeah. That show is so good. It is a family heartfelt show. It's acted well. It's written well. Um, she does great in it. She ended up meeting her real life husband in that show. Mm-hmm. I believe they met on that show, but he. Um, it's funny, I always call him Nate because the actor played <laughs> Nate in the show Six Feet Under, which is another one of my favorites. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Well, and, I mean, she's also in the the Disney uh, show Mighty Ducks. She is, yes. Did you watch that, by the way? Uh, I've watched the first like four or five episodes, but Jacob was watching a bunch of it this weekend. Got it. Yeah. So. I, I watched the first few just because I really loved uh, Mighty Ducks and I was mildly into it. I actually started to like laugh at some of the characters. Like right. the kids were, the kids were pretty well cast, but I did not finish it. But yeah, yeah. she was in that. Peter Krause, by the way, Peter Krause, he plays uh, Nate on Six Feet Under and I don't remember his character name on Parenthood, but he, <laughs> he he's one of my favorite actors. Very underrated. Okay. All right, John, man, I, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm happy that I won. Right. I won by one. I was almost rooting for a tie because it would have been all thanks to NSYNC. And just the fact that you would have quizzed me on Gilmore Girls and NSYNC would have would have brought you the <laughs> the luck of tying. But I did win. So I, I go up 10 to nine in the in the grandstandings. Yeah. And we'll see if you can uh, you can catch up next week, which we are still figuring it out. Yes, we, we do have we do have solid ideas. Right. Like we know 
we just don't know which idea we're going right. with because it depends on other people. Right. I mean, either way, we're going to have a guest. Yes. Yes. We're just not sure who would be the guest yet. But if you pay attention to social media, then before the episode comes out, you'll probably know what it's going to be. Yeah. Lack of genius. You can find us on, on all yeah. the socials. And um, mm -hmm. John, we are, by the way, like we're moving along, man. And not just not just in, in a greater sense of like, we're all moving into the holidays. It's getting crazy. But you and I with this podcast, man, mm -hmm. we're chugging along. Look yeah. at us go. We just, we did we just knock out episode 21 right now? We did. Wow. We're old enough to drink officially. The podcast <laughs> is old enough now. The, po the podcast. Yeah. We've been old enough to drink for quite a while. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to episode 26. Yeah. I, I, should we just leave it at that? Or is that, yeah, is that I, just I think a tease? so. We, we will call it something special for our longtime listeners, episode 26. That, that This is what we call a tease. Um, if, if you've listened to every episode up to this point or most episodes, you're going to enjoy episode 26. Mm -hmm. We're on 21 now, so you got about five weeks. And by then, you'll be wearing your Christmas sweaters and drinking your eggnog and be, be like, oh, I get to finally, you'll get to unwrap the present that is episode 26 of our podcast. All right, John. Well, I, I appreciate you for educating me on Gilmore Girls um, and mm -hmm. for letting me gush over the practical jokers a little bit and uh dude this podcast is is it does my heart a lot of good and i'm really grateful Same. to hop on this mic with you every week so yeah, me too all right dude with that we'll catch you next week doing uh doing something yep it's the lack of genius podcast in your ear holes at last they don't know they're mars from venus that's why it's the lack of genius podcast i kind of feel like lance bass